Hey everybody, this is the Badger, and this is our digital um currency podcast with my good friends James Ty Lee and Johnny Fry. And what we do on these podcasts is we come together and we go over educational um information for people out there who want to learn more about digital blockchain technology and cryptocurrency say hi guys today we're on spitfire radio spitfire hi radio. yeah this is johnny spitfire radio as as in the world war ii plane is it uh, you know what? That would make my significant other very happy. But actually, Spitfire, as in we have taken Cafe Pop over and turned it into more of an urban uh, hip hop, going for more of that vibe on Cafe Pop. We're actually, um, it used to be just pop. And now it's going to be more urban, um, like rap and hip hop. And, you know, so we're going to focus more on that kind of music. So you are on the brand new Spitfire radio. So as in Johnny, when they go through their big rap piece, that's called Spitting Fire. So that's where we got it. And don't feel bad because I had to ask the girls what Spitfire... I'm like, Spitfire, what, are we, like, going circus? Like, I don't know. <laughs> and they said, no, Auntie, you're, you're old and don't know what we're talking about. So. Oh, that makes two of us. I bet, James, you're a hip and trendy <laughs> DJ. You know what Spitfire meant, didn't you, James? I could say something very controversial right now. Go on, then. I was born and raised in the geographic area that invented hip-hop. Wow. There was no such thing as rapper hip-hop before the Boogie Down Bronx. And I'm and I'm 47 years old, which means in 1985, I was literally outside, 10 years old, 11 years old, listening to what the future would become of KRS-One and uh, PM Dawn later in the 90s. Um, yep. <clears throat> all those guys from the LL Cool J out of Brooklyn and Queens, um, just all of them. I remember the Bridge Wars. If anybody if anybody remembers the Bridge Wars from 1980s hip hop. Uh, and that the Bridge Wars was basically which borough of of Manhattan really had all the clout for rap and hip hop because you had Queens and Brooklyn, and then you had the Bronx, you know, the boogie down Bronx where really everything originated from Grandmaster Flash, Fab Five Fred, and um, you know they challenged each other, kind of like modern day rap battles, but this was you know well before. But yeah, that's that's um, for for a white guy, I'm pretty fly. You're pretty fly for a white guy. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. Um, I remember this is how old I am. I remember like the very first rap album that came out that was like that uh Sugar Hill Gang. Yeah, Sugar Hill Gang. And that right. was like the very, very first and the it was immediately popular and kind of walked us through but um now it's very different it's it's 
it's gone through a lot of phases, which, you know, music does. So, but let's get started. Happy New Year, everybody. Hey, out of the gate, we're talking about old school music. I'm happy. 2023, odd years are always incredibly good to me. I, I do really well in odd years for some reason. Um, but let's talk about some of your guys' predictions for how things are going to change. So one of your guys' predictions is there's going to be an increase in digital funds. Let's dive into that. Who's going to take it? I'll I'll take I'll kick off and take that one if you like because um so what this is all about uh, uh badger is that um in the past um a lot of the digital assets have been around cryptocurrencies or NFTs non-fungible tokens but what we're beginning to see um on your side of the pond um you know little old banks like uh, JP Morgan or fund managers like Franklin Templeton um and Fidelity they're all saying, look, what we want to do is we want to convert our mutual funds um, and you've got a, the big um, private equity company, KKR, Colvis Kelberg Roberts, and they're saying we're going to create a digital share class of our existing funds. So the underlying investments stay the same, but instead of you only being able to buy or sell that fund once a day, and the price is calculated by the fund manager, say JP Morgan, you're going to be able to potentially buy and sell a JP Morgan American fund or European fund or whatever it may well be. And you'll be able to um, buy and sell it potentially 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So any time that you wake up or you're taking the dog for a walk or you're sitting there having a coffee, you can decide that you want to buy or sell your investments. And the price, oh. and the price is going to be governed by independent market makers so it won't be the asset manager making up the price so from the regulatory point of view it means you're treating the customers more fairly because they can trade more often and the price is calculated by third party so we see this as a little trend that's going to gather momentum and that's a hundred hundred trillion dollar market so you can now see the use of tokenization and blockchain technology what these digital share classes are going to be based on it's going to start hitting uh, Main Street. So that makes it really exciting for, for the, uh, those of us that have been looking at this technology for a while now. Awesome. Hey, would, uh, it be fair to say, wait, would it be fair to say that if, um, if trading is now 24-7, that that should be an influx of like a lot more liquidity, money? Well, it, I, I think the fact that, well, the trading won't be concentrated into once a day. Because at the moment, if you want to buy or sell in your mutual funds, then you only can do it once a day. So if it's going to be spread out over the day, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe you say, look, I, I wanted to sell my fund oh, or buy my fund. Oh, I've forgotten. It's it's the, I've now got to wait till tomorrow because I've missed the cutoff dealing time. Whereas if you can trade in and out any time of the day. Yeah, may, maybe it'll create more liquidity, but also, and one of the reasons why the private equity firm KKR are doing this is because they want to actually get their, funds bought by different sorts of people because historically they've only sold it to institutions and now they're saying with their digital share classes they want to be able to target high net worth investors and they've never sold their asset management skills to individuals but now individuals will be able to get access to their funds so you're right james some of these areas it should actually create more liquidity more assets for these companies to manage new money well, and 
<laughs> does that oh that opens up the door right for these companies so when we're talking about let's let's explain to the listeners a little bit because a lot of them are don't understand that before to you know like to invest or to, to buy or sell your shares you have to do it while the market is open so when you see ding, 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 market is open for sales, and then ding, 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 market is closed. And when the market is closed, you can't make any deals on your assets. Um, but when the market is open, you can. So what you're saying in layman's terms is now the market's going to be open 24-7. So whenever I want, I can log in and make deals on my assets and buy or sell and um and watch it 24 7 to see if it's going up or down to see if i want to buy or sell am i right yep that's that's the direction of travel that's what's happening but also when you buy and sell the the time it takes to get your money is being reduced so in the stock market we have something called t plus <laughs> i time plus five plus four three plus two i it'll take you two three five days for you to get your money but because yep. in the digital environment there's no reason why you can't actually get your money immediately so it's t plus zero i you sell your investments today and you get your money today uh, you can't do that when it's all paper-based because it takes a while to tally up the books and make sure people have got the right in and out so this is going to be another advantage of the digitalization of funds and as you say we're beginning to see digital um, bond and debt instruments and commodities and equities and even currencies you know the fed is talking about they want to have a a central bank digital currency um certainly for wholesale i.e., banks and insurance companies because they say it'll be faster for them to deal and cheaper so it's faster and cheaper and, and Bear in mind, in the foreign exchange market, we're talking of trillions of dollars every day being moved around. If you can save just a little bit of money, that uh, over the year it equates to millions being saved just by being more efficient. That is amazing. You know what? What? what and that moves us into our next topic, which is the metaverse to gaining traction. James, what is your projection about that? And how long do you think it's going to be before we're going to have a stock exchange in the metaverse? A stock exchange in the metaverse, that would be, you know, what? that's probably going to happen, but we're not going to have a warning. I think something as big as that's going to be a press release out of like NASDAQ, just one warning. I, I would expect that to be happening as opposed to, you know, so and so is preparing to build. I, I think that I think that if that were to happen, that's going to be like an on-off switch, kind of like uh, Johnny went to see the ABBA show. Right? We have ABBA performing in the metaverse. There was really no warning what? about it. Yeah, it's it's. Um, you have to ask Johnny about it later, but it, it's probably the most amazing. If you go on YouTube and you look at the, the building of it, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that they didn't warn anybody they weren't like hey guys this is what we're working on give us a year they just came out of the gate out of nowhere 
hey, why don't you attend this ABBA Metaverse concert in real life? And, the you know, is ABBA performing in the Metaverse while you're at the physical concert? So if we put a stock exchange in the Metaverse, that would be, I think that would be an immediate on-off switch. And you would probably have to be accustomed to already being in the Metaverse. So I guess if they say it's going to gain traction in 2023, I have an opinion about what the Metaverse is. You know, a lot of people think that the Metaverse is, and for the most part it is, you know, you're floating around in your avatar, right? I'm in a wheelchair and I got some wheels spinning, but I'm really flying and I'm chasing after you. You're dressed as a badger. And that's, that's awesome in virtual reality. But a lot of the Metaverse is also uh, Internet of Things. That are that are intertwined together. So, you know, Facebook or Meta is what we call them now. Has this yeah. uh, camera box, right, that you stick on your coffee table, and I can call you, and I can walk around the living room while I'm talking to you, and it will turn and follow me, almost as if you and I are in our own TV show. I attribute a lot of that to the metaverse. I think that if students are 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 at school and they're home, and they're and they're doing their homework, the teacher can walk across her room or his room while writing on a chalkboard or what might be a smart board today. And the camera would be able to pan over to the other side of the table without any interaction from the teacher. Meanwhile, the students are home, safe in their, in their environment. The teacher is at their home or their office. So, so the metaverse allows people to, to still convene together, but not necessarily in the same room. You can attend a class in Tokyo. But I but I don't believe that the metaverse, when we say gain traction, is going to be everybody floating around in a funny avatar. I think that's reserved for gaming. I think that's reserved for venues and events. Absolutely. Um, but right, and and in terms of meeting up with your grandparents, you know, for Christmas and they're on the other side of the country, that's where you're gonna have these cameras and these devices that are not it's no longer gonna be your phone. It's going to be like the Jetsons, right? You're going to walk up to the TV and and if I'm having a meeting with you, or maybe you're my boss <clears throat> and I'm having a meeting with you on a television and, and you say to me, James, go show, pull up those reports. Oh, they're in my office. Hold on. And when I go swing over to my office, that video feed will follow me into my office and activate itself on my iMac. And then I'll be there. Interestingly enough, I attribute to the Metaverse the latest Macintosh updates where there's dual cameras and you could see what I'm writing on my desk with my hands while you're looking at me eye to eye on the camera. So, so the metaverse, I like to think of it nowadays as we're all participating in our own TV show. We have different angles, different views and different access worldwide. Right. I was just talking about this with the, with my co-host, Gracie, the other day. You know, there was a time when you could have a face for radio. <laughs> um, you know, you didn't ever, if you were in the radio world, and you, and you know this, James, if you were in the radio world, you never had to worry about being on camera because radio and TV were two different spectrums. The pretty people were on TV and the people who 
um, weren't so pretty. And I know that's not, you know, I'm I'm not body shaming. Believe me, guys. But the people who weren't so pretty were on radio. And we used to have a saying in radio saying you had a face for radio. I have a face for radio. I remember doing live remotes at a local mall when I was <laughs> interning, right? Um, uh-huh. And we would, you know, and the real DJs, the famous DJs of Long Island, you know, they would, we'd show up, we're doing a live remote, and and kids or people would see uh, HB 107 around the microphone, and they would run up and they would go, oh, which one are you? And I remember saying to myself, so, so chat, he's famous, but they don't realize it's chat because they don't know his face. So they're asking, which one are you? Yeah. And when I was, uh, when I worked in Seattle radio on a very, whoops, I'm getting an echo. Now, see, I said live remote and I activated the live remote bug. (laughs) Oh, turn that off. We're down at Houston Chevrolet Yippee Io Kaye Yeah 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 Yeah. Uh, so, Badger, can I can yeah. I just give a, I think a good example of of the metaverse and the reason we think it's going to gain traction um, is that if if you're um, if the listeners go on and just Google Notre Dame metaverse and Notre Dame is the most visited cathedral in the world and it got mm-hmm. a big part of it got destroyed by a fire three years ago and what they've done is use augmented reality um, to show you the fire and then take you back 800 years and show you how the cathedral, how it first started, how it was built, how it was evolved. And it takes you on a much more immersive experience so that you can remember more facts about that cathedral rather than just, a, 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 um, you know, just some pictures or rather than just flicking through a book you become more engaged in it. And I think what we've seen so far, and exactly what um, James was saying earlier, there's been a lot of chat about the metaverse for gaming, but actually the metaverse for education, for health, for training, I think that's where we're gonna see a lot more traction coming through. And it's gonna be used, and I think this is a common theme with a lot of other digital assets. We're gonna see much more utility, much more real use cases, as opposed to just speculation. So your idea of having, are we going to see a stock exchange in the metaverse? Yes, undoubtedly, we will see all sorts of business activities happening in the metaverse. And if if you listen to McKinsey, the, the big international management consulting firm, they reckon we're going to be spending four hours a day in the metaverse. Because why wouldn't you want to be a more immersive, more interactive, more real environment, rather than just being on the web where it's, it's it's 2D almost. It's it's not as stimulating. So <laughs> I think we're going to see a lot more use cases in the metaverse and people using it in ways that they just never thought they would do right now. I guess what we Agreed. used to what we used to fax, we now DocuSign, and in the metaverse we'll just acknowledge like a handshake. Yep. Yeah, we'll just push a button and say, okay, yeah, I'm we're here. You know, and what's next? Like, are we going to have, well, in this, and we have to, in a unique way, a lot of this was pushed forward quicker because of COVID, right? We were all stuck in our homes. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. So we had to find virtual meeting places 
where we could all come together and do business because none of us could leave our homes, right? Yep. Uh, and, you, you know, that that's forced us to think about business in a different way. Um, and I think one of the other predictions that we're going to see coming forward is this whole thing of inclusivity. Um, and if I go back to the 80s and the 90s, where, you know, you know, it was an attitude. It was a, it was the expression, he who <clears throat> dies or she who dies with most toys wins. And there were grotesque pictures of, you know, multimillionaires, you know, being put into their Ferrari or Lamborghini or Bentley. And then the car lowered into their grave and then they were buried with all their goodies as if that was something to aspire to. But what we are seeing with the whole thing of um, the way technology has gone and we've, we've seen decentralized autonomous organizations which are a little bit like cooperatives, communities, where a number of people coalesce and agree on what they want to happen, whether it's running a business, whether it's a charitable organization, um, whether it's doing something good in the community. It doesn't matter what it is. It can be for profit or it can just be charitable. But we're seeing people wanting to embrace and include to a much, much greater extent. And you have that dreadful expression being woke. But, but the whole thing of, it's irrelevant what sex you are, what color, what creed, what religion. It's, it's irrelevant, completely irrelevant. But it's also seeing this in a business context. And we've seen that a lot more in 2022. And I think you're going to see that as a trend continuing in 2023, where people are going to be much more inclusive, much more mindful. You know, where does the food that I buy, the clothes, the cars, you know, the materials for my home, where do they come from? What impact are they having on society and the wider environment and you know we're, we're seeing that in all sorts of different ways and i think that's going to be a trend which will continue and the use of blockchain technology can help you establish that provenance so you know where those goods have come from so perhaps being more responsible more inclusive and that's all being helped by great <clears throat> technology agreed like now, in you, when you're going and getting your cup of coffee, you know, it never used to, when we, you know, back in the 50s, when you went to the diner, you didn't look at Mavis, the waitress, and go, where were those beans grown, Mavis? No one cared. Now, when I go to my local coffee stand, I am concerned because I've been educated in the fact of there are some places where the coffee comes from, where people are treated less equity, less equitable than other places. So we want to support that. And I think you're absolutely right. There is a whole different vibe of let's support the good companies, the good, you know, not that I, I don't like good, bad, because the world is not black and right. It's a multi black and white. It's a multitude of shades of gray. But I think that wanting to support philanthropy is way more prevalent with our kids and the new generation coming up being a good steward of others around you is more prevalent than ever before. What do you guys feel about that? I, I, well, I, it had me on coffee. I was, <laughs> I was worried more about like a non-fat frappuccino with extra whipped cream and chocolate sauce. Ah! I think it's 
I think it doesn't make sense, right? So you're you're going to one thing that you're going to be able to do uh, is probably overindulge. So I always took when we go back to what he was saying before, he who dies with the most toys wins. The problem that we're gonna exa- that we're going to see is that it's going to be a lot easier to get those toys. And that's why I was thinking, why would you get a non-fat frappuccino with extra whipped cream and chocolate sauce? It's kind of like getting a Diet Coke with your supersized Happy Meal, right? I don't know. I I uh, I am a sugar-free gal all the way, so I drink my coffee black with half and a half. That's as that's as exciting as I get. Yay, go diabetes! Yeah. So if you if your business since I was a kid. Right. So if your business becomes decentralized <laughs> autonomous organization, uh, and and a lot more money is, is able to be diluted around you. I guess the more of a question that I wanted to ask, what do you guys think of what's going to happen if that money is a lot easily more attainable to the general world? When you, when you say the money is being more attainable, why does it become more attainable? Just because the products and services can be more attainable, therefore people can make more money in that, in that sense? Is that what you mean? Well, yeah, I was thinking the ability to, the resources that are available where more people can become gig workers, freelance workers, right? Um, that seems to be more lucrative nowadays. So if you have a global reach and you can create your own LLC, you... Well, you, I, I guess I'm being, for once, I'm I'm being um, optimistic where, you know, there's more wealth. Yeah. Well, I, th- well, I think, James, that leads us on to one of the other predictions that we, we, we you, you and I were talking about. And I know this, we've spoken about this before, um, Badger, and, and that's this whole thing of the digital nomad, whereby... Um, that's her. <laughs> well, you're, you're the living example of the digital nomad. You know, you're, you've got a Canadian radio station, um, Badger. Um, you're yeah. on the. You're, we're currently talking, and you're on the uh, west coast of the USA. James is on the east coast, and I'm across the pond um, here in the UK. And yes, w- and we're we doing, all we're doing are business. represented, you know, in a animated digital studio online. So I mean, it, it doesn't matter where you are anymore. We can all come together in this digital nexus. Correct. And- and and the other good thing about the metaverse, and it was, and I really thank James for this because I hadn't really appreciated because, you know, I'm, um, I think able-bodied is the wrong expression, but I, I'm not in a wheelchair like James, but that doesn't mean James is disabled. It means James doesn't walk around. But as he said, and I know from experience when we've been together uh, last autumn, James can wheel along in his wheelchair a lot faster than I can walk for a lot further. But in the metaverse, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, again, you know, whether you're, you know, whether you can, you know, whether you can walk or whether it doesn't matter. Again, it comes back to this whole thing of being more inclusive. The metaverse is very much less judgmental. And, you know, James could conduct the whole of his business life um, and no one would be any the wiser um, whether he's in a wheelchair or not. And surely that's got to be a good thing because we don't we don't make a judgment and we don't say, well, lucky James, because he doesn't have to find a chair to sit down or lucky James, he gets the front of the, you know, when he goes to see some sport or something like that because he gets good seats or, you know, poor James, he can't, you know, run or something like that. We don't have to have that thought process even. 
And I think that's a really positive thing about the metaverse. And and James, you opened my eyes to that, and I hadn't thought about it. I'd taken it for granted, but I think that's a really positive thing, which when I've spoken and mentioned this to other people, they say, I hadn't thought of it that way. So that's a good thing, I think, about this virtual and augmented reality. We can put aside any initial thoughts, prejudice ideas, and just get on with the interaction and enjoy each other's company and learn from each other. You know what's funny about being a digital nomad now? It's so years ago, probably a decade now, I was offered a gig in Canada. And uh, we're talking about this was uh, the future of cryptocurrency exchanges. They wanted me to build it because uh, that's what I was doing. I was building exchanges on Wall Street. And uh, they offered me this job, and it was, needless to say, a lot of six-figure numbers. Everything was good. Life was good. I was like, I'm taking this job. And they said, uh, we just want you to move. You know, you couldn't work remotely. Uh, can you move to Toronto? And I was like, for that number, yeah, I'm going to move to Toronto. No problem, right? Yeah. <laughs> Turns out, unfortunately, the truth is the truth. Um I was denied residency in the in Canada, not because I'm a criminal or not because I'm in Wall Street, not because I'm a credit check, but I was denied residency in Canada because I would be a burden on their health system. Yep. So I I I said, oh, I, I had no as as somebody in the United States, I had absolutely no idea what they were even talking about. I'm like, if you just call me a burden, what? so. There's so, the the healthcare system is I had I would have no choice but to become a, a participating member in their healthcare of their healthcare system yeah and, and my argument was hey listen for a third of a million dollars a year I'll buy my own wheelchair don't worry about it you know what I mean so they were like no it's not going to happen and uh, so I failed the residency test so then I went back to the company and I said all right listen I'll live in Buffalo or you know a suburb of Buffalo New York. And my car insurance company told me it's okay. They're going to give me a permit, and I'll be able to cross the border every day. And the and the company said, "No, we we need you in Toronto." Like I was, I offered to move thirty minutes on the other side of the bridge in the United States. They insisted I was going to be in Toronto. Canada insisted that I was a burden on the healthcare system. And uh, needless to say, I'm. I did not build any cryptocurrency exchanges in Canada. <laughs> so you take that for what, and it was a lot. I mean, unfortunately, fortunately, this industry, that those are the types of numbers. So I had thrown away a good third of a million dollar a year job because of my disability and because of the lack of the ability to be a digital nomad. So if you but, can remove yeah, that story. But you right, can do if, that, James. Right. If that story could never be told again, 20 years from now, then that would be the greatest improvement that this entire internet thing has ever made. Correct. Like, we need to get that, like, just like Johnny was saying, there's going to become a point where you are going to interact with people in this virtual space, and you are not going to have a clue what any other, the word disability is going to disappear. Right, because we're just not going to know, and it, which is awesome. Redundant. It's 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 becoming redundant, <clears throat> and that's fabulous, you know. And I I I love it, you know. I have people in my life that have 
um, disabilities. Um, I, my hero in my life, she is my rock star and I adore her, Aria, um, was born with Down syndrome. And nobody would ever know that when interacting with her in the digital space. Because when it comes to computers and gaming and all of that, she is super fabulous. You would never guess in a million years that she is disabled whatsoever. And her avatar is a kitty cat. So you would never know. You would have no clue. You know, and I love that. I love that about the digital space. Um, so, Badger, so you have some of our projections. Any, any thoughts yourself? Apart from obviously cleaning out your burrow in the spring, what else do you uh, think? Here's what I see happening in the digital world. I see the metaverse blowing up and becoming a meeting place and becoming its own place of commerce. Um, I'm hearing from some of the retailers that uh, they're working on digital stores where you can actually go in. And I don't know if this already exists in the metaverse or not, because I'm not really connected to it. But I know someone who is trying to create a digital store where you can actually go in, try on their shirts, shoes, whatever, on your avatar. And if you like them, you can buy them. And they not only are for your avatar, but they get shipped to you so your real person can wear them. Yep. Well, there's, there's a company called thrill digital t-h-r-i-l-l -L, thrill digital and they're going to be launching later this month doing exactly that so you'll go yeah. in try them on your avatar and then obviously you, you need there's a little bit of sort of physical stuff because you need to put in your sizes and shape and all that sort of stuff but um you know that's that's where we're going to see you know fashion in the metaverse is going to be massive it's going to be huge and we're already seeing big brands like um you know gucci and Prada and um, Burberry already selling their fashion stuff and, and accessories. It's not just clothes, but all the accessories that go with it, the jewelry, the handbags and stuff like that. They're already making more money and selling them more than they do in the physical, the real shops, which is incredible. I don't even own a Gucci bag. Like, I do not own one. I refuse to pay that much for a purse, right? Like, that is never going to be my jam. But... Um, I'll tell you what, there are certain things like if I could buy a digital car in the metaverse and then that car gets delivered to my house and I get to drive it in the real world, I would do that. That would be cool. Yeah. Well, James, you did that similar with your Hot Rod Wheels NFT the other day from Mattel Toys, didn't you? I did. I, I was online and I got my my Mattel Hot Wheels NFT, but they're saying in March I'll be able to redeem uh, the McLaren F1 for the actual Hot Wheels. But yeah, it will be tangible. That is so cool. Now, in all fairness, so, that the way they did that, I had no idea what vehicles I was getting. I got seven NFTs, but you didn't know what they were going to be until they were dropped. They do what's called NFT drops. Kind of gamifies it a little bit. Um, it's opening up a present, if you can imagine. 
like, oh, I got the Corvette. Cool. Nice. Okay. Well, guys, is there anything else we want to add and um, for this 2023 predictive? I think we've touched on just about everything. And I think these are some really great predictions for the year. And we'll have to circle back around at the end of the year and uh, go over it and see how much stuff came true, right? I think a lot of this is going to come through fruition. And I hope that we see great advances in the metaverse over the year. And uh, James, what you're talking about, you guys are planning another concert in the metaverse this year, right? You're not going to shut shut down another sir, are you, James? You did that last time. So, so we have to learn from our mistakes, right? We 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 did throw a metaverse concert in the past, and and unfortunately, well, you shouldn't use the word unfortunately, should I? But it was a valuable lesson learned. It was such the, a huge success. You shut down the power power grid in the local neighborhood. What's the proper word for that? We the metaverse concert was so well, it broke the universe. Right, the real life experience crashed, and which caused the metaverse to crash. But the real life experience, too many people showed up, and the sewer system broke for two hours. The police department had to come and say nobody has to. They turned off the bathrooms. It was like Woodstock gone wrong. And then we overpowered the cellular towers in the area, in which case we were unable to broadcast into the metaverse. Nonetheless, bid on an item on eBay. Like the internet had collapsed. We had, we had turned our local area into a third world country because too many people showed up. So, yeah, we would like to do it again. And, and we had to add to our checklist of items, infrastructure, capacity, what happens when too many people show up. But it, I would say it wasn't world, James, not, not the virtual, the real world infrastructure. Right. That's what so I was going to say. The, real, was, the, the metaverse I, held up, right? The metaverse held up. It was the it was the physical location that failed us. Probably something that we should talk about more often with the metaverse. Are you only as good as your internet provider? Correct. Are you, you know, and how does this project, can we, you know, are we going to have to, well, obviously we do. We have to investigate the real world venue that this is going to be performed at. We know the metaverse is actually going to hold up because it's all virtual. It's all digital. We're not worried about the metaverse, but we are worried about the physical actual location because our real world can only handle so much. And our real world infrastructure can only handle so much. So that's There's no toilets to flush in the metaverse. That's fascinating. It's like, well, you know what? Sorry, but the crappers crapped out in the physical location. So guess what? The concert's over. <laughs> um, Badger, before we go, I've, I've got one, not so much a prediction, but I've got a, a request. We, uh, we would love to get um, more questions and more feedback from your listeners, because a lot of the shows we've done so far, that's what they've been based on. So it's great if you can keep getting the questions as listeners. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us what you want us to explain and we'll do our best and we'll go and do our homework and then try and make the whole area of blockchain technology and digital assets. Bring it alive. Make it make it real to you. What do you want to hear about so that we can then 
do the work and then help you understand what's going on in these sectors. Absolutely. And we have made it so much easier for you to do that. So um, when you are watching this animated video, you can click subscribe and like and leave a comment below this video. And you can leave your question right down there. I am watching every day and we will take your question from down below and we will add it to our next animated video. So perfect. Yes, we want we want input from you. That's the most important thing because we do this to educate you. Absolutely. And me. You guys are way smarter in this than me. So you guys have educated me. I've learned so much already. And I'm and getting ready to, to, you know, invest a little bit. That's one of my goals this year is to invest a little bit and just dip my toe into the water. And um, but I feel confident to be able to do that because of all of the education that I've gotten from you, Johnny, and you, James. Thank you. And I feel more confident about that. And I hope our listeners feel more confident about it and will ask us more questions so they get more educated. Brilliant. Okay. Well, that's that's why we made the commitment to do this. And um, you know, and don't forget, you know, to listen out on, you know, on Spitfire Radio and tell us your other radio stations. I love the groovy goddesses, but you've got a couple of others. Beth, that you, yeah. uh, you've got on your line. Yeah. M uh, music you can see. Music you can see. Uh, we have Groovy. Yes. Music you can see. Groovy Goddesses. We're changing Cafe Pop is going, switching over to Spitfire Radio. We have our original, which almost hit a million listeners all by itself this year, which we're so proud of. That is West Loves East Radio. And then we have Asia Rocks, which is a rock and metal station. And last but not least, Euphoric Trip radio station, where that is just a fun, fun ride through all genres. And um, anybody from grandma to uh, uh, teenager can listen to that station and James you have a station like that too right free for all radio on cyber FM so extreme free for alls where I do my shows and uh, you and I are going to talk about swapping one day but yeah it's like the flagship right where you do a little bit of everything and then if you yeah. if, if you like the 80s you know this is an 80s channel you can go to and same thing uh, rock rap hip-hop I listen to Asia rocks when I'm not listening to re regular rock don't don't there go changing go. Asia Rocks on me. <laughs> no, Asia Rocks is actually one of our uh, right underneath uh, West Loves East. Asia Rocks is a very popular station because on that station we mix um, metal and rock artists from all over the world, including the United States. People love that station, and um, we have a lot of listeners on that station. So we're not changing that one at all. <laughs> Just Cafe Pop is going to more of an urban sounding station it's not going to lose actually a lot of its music we're just going to be adding to it and changing the format a little bit 
So thank you so much for joining me, guys. I'll let you go. I have got to go put on my super suit and get ready to go to my secret identity job. And so I will let you guys go. Thank you so much for joining me today. And we will be back together in a few weeks and do another one of these for our listeners. And listeners, your homework is, after you're done watching this video, don't forget to hit like and subscribe and put your comment with your question in below so that we have your questions for the next one of these that we do for you. Fantastic. And don't forget, if you want to get a copy of all the predictions and all our thoughts in a, a weekly newsletter, just head off to uh, teamblockchain.net um, or cyber.fm and you can see the logo there and we can send you a weekly update of thoughts on blockchain and digital assets. Just ideas, no advertising, no marketing, no recommendations, just information education because um, that's that's what we do, isn't it, James? That's what we do. Thanks, thanks, oh, Patrick. You're Get very welcome, James. James. James, before you run away, I have had probably about 50 emails. When is the when is the wallet by email going to be fixed on CyberFM? Uh, that's a good question, right? Because we were supposed to go make some progress on that. I will, by the time they're listening to this show, it'll be fixed. Oh, okay, perfect. Yep, because I've had like, I like I tried to make my wallet with just my email and it won't let me. And I promised them that when we did the show, I would ask you. And there you go. I did. Yay. We we disabled <laughs> it for security for the new year, and it is indeed the new year. There we go. Okie doke. Sounds great. Thank you, gentlemen. Have so remember, a super fabulous 2023, and we'll be back in a few weeks. What do you have to say, James? I was going to say just for a summary, right? We got uh, cyber.fm and then you got teamblockchain.net. And that's how they can stay on top of us to make sure that they that we did hold up our predictions. And maybe we were, you know, a year from now, you can come back and be like, hey, you were wrong about being uh, about what you said about Swift. Absolutely. They can, you know, and they can always go rewatch the videos, too. But we're what we're going to do because we're in this animated video format is when we do our video at the end of the year, we're going to reference back to this video. Blimey. Multiple pieces of this video into that video. Let's see, that's why I have a face for radio. Okay, You're better too. That's why I'm a digital badger. Digital well, nomad. We better go. It's that'd be great talking and we'll be back on the air soon. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, gentlemen. Have a super fabulous day.